And you are listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shree. I'm your girl, Shree Darian. What's up, Savannah? I hope you are having a fabulous day. So glad to be back with you here on another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. You know how we do it, naked, unashamed, and unapologetic with our truth. This week, I'm bringing you a very, very, very courageous conversation. But before we jump into that, let me jump into this and remind you, you're listening to WRUU.org, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. And without further ado, what's up, Savannah? I hope you are doing well, COVID-free, enjoying this hot, 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 hot summer here in Georgia and South Carolina, and of course, around the world. Hope you're having a super satisfying summer. And without further ado, let's check the lines and see if my girls are with me. Hello, ladies. Are you out there? Hello. 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 How are you? We are are here. Yes, we are. (laughs) Awesome. You sound amazing. Thank you so much for being with me and my fabulous listening authors. You guys are the authors today. Audience uh, here in Savannah and, of course, around the world. We're talking about an amazing book, an amazing book. And I want to first personally high five each and every one of you for taking this opportunity, for having the courage and being bold enough to pin your truth. You probably heard me say we're naked, unashamed, and unapologetic. I will tell you, Savannah, when I opened the pages of adulting my childhood pain, I had to close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like a little girl uh, in an adult body, right? It made me embarrassed. I'm just going to jump right in, just tell you my own experience. When, When I opened the book, you guys are raw with your truth and unashamed as you should be, unapologetic as you should be, but it is the truth. It is naked, right? You guys are brutally honest. And I, I, I don't know. The only thing that I'm getting in my spirit is just raw. It's just raw. If you are not ready for the truth, don't pick up this book. But if you want to heal and you're not afraid of going in the dark first, mm, am, I hitting, am I hitting it right hitting there? Now on the head. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, you got to be willing to really deep dive and do the hard work in order to come up out of that thing. But here's the beautiful part. These ladies have done the work and they're on the other side of that. And you can too. Would you guys agree? Ladies agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Totally agree. That's pretty cool. So let me just Just read the introduction to this, and then I want to just go kind of round robin and allow you guys to just briefly introduce yourself, and then we're going to jump into this amazing conversation. So what is this book, Adult in My Childhood Pain, all about? Adult in My Childhood Pain is an anthology comprised of six women. 
although these women in this book may not have the same story, they share the same pain. The setting of this book takes place in five different therapy sessions. Five of the authors are clients and the sixth is the therapist. These, and I love this word, courageous women have allowed themselves to relive their childhood traumas so that they could heal from the inside out. Experiencing life as a mother gave them a vast understanding of generational curses and mental health. Each author highlights how their childhood trauma has played a role in their adult lives, maybe by how they have parented or handled romantic relationships, better yet, how they interact with people as a whole. Either way, their past showed up in their adult lives. Man, I can see people high-fiving us in their cars right now. Wow. <laughs> in this day and time, you're talking about post-COVID, this yes. day and time, the times that we live in, we have to stop going along to get along and to allow ourselves to heal genuinely. To do so, we have to first acknowledge and accept the dysfunctions that have been buried deep down inside. We also have to stop normalizing the trauma and making excuses. Mm -hmm. The only way to make that happen is to go backwards to move forward organically. These are the steps these women use to heal themselves excuse me, wholeheartedly. This book is filled with stories you, Savannah, don't want to miss. OMG. Listen, I know <laughs> everybody must be on the edge of their seats, but I'm telling you, wow. this is this is truth. It is X-rated. It is unadulterated. If you're not, not ready, you don't pick it up. I'm just going to come straight out the gate and just put it on blast. We're going to be nothing but real on this show. Unapologetically, we're, we're who we are today because we have chosen to do the work. Ladies, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about my own journey to healing. And I can remember seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but feeling like I could never get there. Mm -hmm. Can you guys I, identify I with agree. that? I can definitely, yes, yes, definitely identify with that. Definitely. So you guys are overcomers. One of my favorite scriptures is we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony, right? It sounds like a feel good scripture from church. <laughs> I didn't know the work that was involved in that. I didn't know about going in the dark and, the, and meeting the boogeyman face to face. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did you it gotta take be willing and able. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you guys jump in and, and just introduce yourselves. Tell us your name, uh, your chapter in the book, the title of your chapter in the book, if you have that, or uh, your, your session with the therapist. All right. Well, I am Tatisha Phelps, and I am the brain behind the whole project. Um, I orchestrated it. I was blessed with these beautiful women. I am rebellious um, inside of the book. 
Um, I'm here to share my story and just be transparent. And if you can't be transparent, like she said, do not pick up the book because you definitely have to be transparent. Mind, body, and spirit have to be in alignment in order to read and not only read it, but we want you to process it um, so that we can take you there on a journey of healing because we've all been through something. Yes. Yes, I love it. I think it's all things second chances, right? And so uh, what that means is never give up. It's never too late. Hit the reset button, start over. Doesn't matter if you're down to nothing. If you're down to nothing, listen, just roll over, right? And get up, just get up. So welcome, Tot, affectionately. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, who else? Who who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. I'm Inez, and um, I am the confidant in the book. So that was my adjective, the confidant. And um, I'm the therapist that each of the women, you know, so courageously open up to, you know, going back in time, going back to their past, reliving the feelings, you know, um, and seeing them actually get to the other side, you know, and not leaving still disturbed by the past, you know, and not leaving still depressed by the past, you know, and really leaving everything we talked about exactly where it was, you know, um, and just like, like the book says, courageous women healing from the inside out. So that's who I am. I'm just a therapist that's um, assisting them and getting to where, you know, getting these feelings out, these emotions out, connecting the dots, you know, seeing where it all started from willing to go back to the childhood, to the core of the exact nature of why everything happened the way that it did, why it manifested in toxic relationships in adulthood, and the importance of going back and making sure and seeing and regurgitating all the pain from the past of what they went through and just being open to be honest to talk about it. It meant a lot. It meant a lot. Yes, ma'am. Well, I got to jump in with you, Miss Confidant, because you just unpacked a whole lot of ammunition just now. Oh, and yeah. You said, I'm just a confidant. You, that was just so much. You created a safe place and space for them to just reveal it all, to basically get naked before you. You're talking about vulnerability and transparency and all of that, and then connecting the dots. So it's not that you're going back in the past just to relive the pain is to connect the, the dots to get the clarity that you need really the power right we always talk about right. taking our power back really being able to go back that and i'm thinking about the analogy of a bow and arrow right can you guys see that when you put that that uh, arrow in that bow you pull it back first and the further you pull it back how far is it going to go? Power has. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yes. we're not just doing this. Gonna steal that. Yeah. We're not just doing this blindly. You have a target that you're trying to hit, right? We're just not going to pull it back and just let it rip. No, we're shooting for something. So thank you, sis, for sharing that. I, I am very so welcome. I'm That's excited right. already. We just got started in this conversation, but I'm, I'm going to try to be good. Who wants to jump in next? <laughs> I'll go back. Um, so my name is Shanae, and in the book, I am the outcast. I am Tiffany. Um, I chose the outcast because growing up a lot, it seemed to me that 
that's where I was in my life. I wasn't, I didn't feel truly accepted by my family. And I also didn't feel accepted by my peers. So. He accepted you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ty, you were one of the few (laughs) that did accept me. (laughs) And that still does. Love you. (laughs) I love you too. Um, But um, my journey has been one of don't do what you've been through. Like, don't be a product of your environment. Be an example for that environment. And that's kind of where my story goes in the book. And I'm just really happy to be here with you guys today. Oh, let, now let me tell you what the first thing I thought about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, this is my sandbox, right? This is where I play. This is not my bread and butter. This is just where I have fun. And I want to talk about how I met you guys. Anyway, ladies, anyway, but I believe wholeheartedly that our energy precedes us, right? Our energy before, when you walk in the room, you have already said, there is power in your presence. You guys know, yeah. you ladies know that, right? Absolutely, yes, yes ma'am. Yes. So it's so interesting to me, Miss Shanae. Did I get it right? You did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you said what you said, that you are Tiffany the outcast. And you said, don't do what you've been through. So what I got out of that brief introduction is the person that I'm seeing today must be the next best version of yourself of who you were yesterday. Yay. (laughs) Every day is a new day and you get a chance to do it all over again. Every time you open your eyes, every time you are blessed to open your eyes, you're supposed to make a greater day than the one you had when you closed your eyes. Well, I'm just going to say, I didn't know you yesterday, right? (laughs) Figuratively. Right. But the person that I'm meeting today, the energy that you're putting forth today is beautiful. I oh, would never you. have thought it was an outcast before. So you obviously have a very profound story, but I am going to jump into that book some more because I haven't finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I skipped. I didn't go from front, you know, to the back. I skipped all around. In fact, I went to Tot first because I think Tot left an impression on me from Bluffton that day. And so I wanted to see who in there. <laughs> wow. Well, that, that did what it was supposed to do. Man. I'm glad. <laughs> and, and, and it's so funny because um, I go around and people say, what's your name? And I say, Ta. People say, huh? I say, Ta. They say, huh? I say, ta-da. Because once you meet me, you will never forget me. Yes. That's the goal that I try to reach. And each person that I meet, I don't meet strangers. Right, right. No, you didn't. You didn't. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Aisha. Yes. Jump in, ladies. All right. So I am Aisha Thomas in the book. I am Burl Street Babe. Um, my writing company is also the one who illustrated the story as well as the poems. Um, so jumped on board because I also know Ta. Um, thought it was an amazing, amazing project. Really, really happy to be part of it. Um, and I, the poems that start off each story, um, I wrote simply by talking to the ladies and developing their stories in poem form. So a whole lot of fun in doing that, but really went back in time to some places that I haven't visited in a very long time. 
Um, and I do all this to allow me to be a better parent, right? So want to take a look at my parenting style, the way that I was raised and try to be a better version of the one I was introduced to. So just, just my motivation there. Well, thank you, Gar uh, young lady, for your um, contribution to this entire project. And kudos that this is your, is this your company, your writing company that uh, helped create, organize the entire book, if I'm understanding correctly? So my writing company is the, the one that wrote the poems. Um, and I also wrote my story under my writing company name. Got it, got yep. it. Well, high five. High Thank five. you. Yes, yes. You can't forget your name, obviously, with my daughter, Destiny Maisha. So I, you also, all of you left an impression. I don't want to start, you know, cherry picking. I hate that. I hate that. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. I think that leaves me. Yeah. Um, Hey, I, hi, I'm Shaletta Marie, and in the book, I am Mookie, which is uh, the name my grandmother called me, my nanny called me, um, I'll let anybody else call me that, but that's my name in the book, and um, this project actually, so Todd, you know, kind of being the, um, the mastermind behind it, we all knew her, we didn't know each other, uh, so the weekend that we met you is the first time we met, actually met each other. Oh, so we did wow. this entire project yeah, yeah. from, you know, um, Aisha's in Pennsylvania and Shanae is in like Greensboro, North Carolina and Inez is in Georgia. Like we're all over the, we're all over the place. And just with this vision that God gave her, she brought us all together in this sisterhood um, and gave us a safe space. Even before we got into Miss B's office, um, she created a safe space where we could share our truths. And so for me, I am a writer, but this is the one thing I never wrote about before. And the reason for that is because I was always mindful of number one, because I thought, as you'll read in the book, I thought I was good and I didn't even really need to rehash this part of my life. Come on, let's just keep it moving. That's why right, right. My, my adjective is pushed through. Um, but um, I also did not want to put my family on blast. I didn't want to hurt anybody. Like the subtitle of the book is not to hurt you, but to heal me. And when people read this title, that's the part that gets them. That's what they go, mm, uh -huh. right? Because that's what we feel. You know, you, you love who you love. And, and even, even for the people, sometimes it's the people who are closest to us that hurt us the most. Um, and that doesn't mean that we give as good as we get, you know, for me, from the beginning, I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this. If we're going to be like, just tearing people down. Like I, like I'm all about, can we share the truth with love? It's yeah. hard to do that. It's hard to extend grace, but I think for all of us having lived as parents and having to face ourselves as mothers, um, you develop a compassion um for your own mother you, you get you, you develop a, a, a level of understanding that you may not have had if you didn't have to face your your yourself right. in some of those same situations so it was a holistically healing process but it was definitely a process wow i like, I like the moment where i just say law just pause <laughs> probably think on that right the last thing that you said, everything you said was certainly powerful, but it landed when you said, face yourself. Having the ability to face yourself for real. Yeah. The, the same face we look in the mirror, if you wash your face, brush your teeth, comb your hair every day, 
beyond that, but if you seriously face the, the woman in the mirror, that that's a workout all by mm. itself. Right. It is. <laughs> I would like to just um, piggyback off of Shaletta. Uh, when thinking about the project, I always thought about the people um, that would play a part. Because when we're born, we're not born into ourselves. We're born right. into someone, which means that we will have characters and telling our stories. Mm-hmm. However, our stories are our stories and how do we own them? Yeah. So I thought about um, how do we approach it, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the strategy. And then thirdly was how do we do the framework, Right. Um, and when I put all three of those components together and put them into action, it's a way to tell a story. It's not, it's, just, it's you know, what they say was it's cliche. It's not what we say, it's how we say, how it. We say it. And that was how I came up with the subtitle of the book is not to hurt you, but to heal me. And it's kind of, kind of being apologetic, right? Before you even enter the story to understand that, hey, I had to do this for me, you mm. know? Um, and it was a spinoff of my first book. Uh, which is his life, our story. Um, And it started to talk about my husband and I. And when I talked about that story at the end of it, I had to think deeper, you know, how did I get here? How did I get here with my husband? And I had to go deep and to go deep means I had to relive my childhood. And God told me you can relive your childhood, but you can't relive it by yourself. I didn't understand that, but the more and more that I get on the um, Zoom calls with these ladies and we do more and more interviews, it is very clear, very vivid now. Um, God let me know that my mother was not prepared, you know, for the release of the story, right? Because we can't make someone heal. We can only take charge of ourselves, right? So in doing that, being on an anthology with multiple people, what it did was it opened up a a comfort space, if you will, um, for all parents to see that, hey, maybe I wasn't perfect and I'm not the only parent that was not perfect. Um, And I guess that's what it gives. It it gives a sense of comfort to know that I'm not alone, you know, and that's speaking from those mothers, those readers, you know, who's on the outside looking in and thinking they're being judged. You're not being judged, but you're not by yourself. You're not the only one. We're not born with instruction books. And that's what we're learning as mothers today. You know, walking on this journey, none of us want to relive our past through our children, but we want to make sure that we do the right thing. And I think all of us, I think I can say, none of us are raising our children the way we were raised, right? None of us are. So, which means that we're starting over. So our kids is going to have a story to tell about what we did. Yeah. Um, and, and that was just the key, you know, just making sure that we did it with grace. We did it with mercy, but we shared our story to its truth. And, um, you know, I'm just happy with, you know, the growth that we all have encountered, you know, through this project. Well, it sounds like there it included um, a moment or moments of reflection. I love the fact that you were even cognitive of the impact that it could have on other people that were a part of your story, that it wasn't just about you. And I think as authors, and I really want to talk to you guys about the author journey, because this is a collection of authors here, uh, the responsibility becoming an author. Because many times when you're sharing your story, and I've said this to several um, previous guests, is you, although we may have healed, we may be on the other side of whatever that thing was. The moment someone picks up your book, 
they could be in the, in the middle of that situation right now. For instance, domestic violence, it's raw, it's real, it's happening right now for them. That's painful. We understand what it was when we were there, but we have an, an, a responsibility even after we come out, because like you were mentioning, your mom, may, your, the Lord showed you that she may not have been ready for the story at the time. It didn't negate, negate your healing, but you were sensitive enough to that truth, to that wisdom of knowing, okay, I need to, the way I tell it, right? I think it's to borrow from your words. I can yes. tell it, but I need to be cognitive of how I tell it. Absolutely. Wow. I think for I think for me, um, one thing. So I, in, in, I talk about in the book about telling, sharing with my mom, which I did. By the end of the book, I did not, but I did before the book came out because I would not allow her to be blindsided by this. But I, but I think I underestimated. Yeah. Um, I, 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 of course, I thought about what the rest of my family would think. You know, um, I thought would they say, you know, why are you digging up old stuff and why, you, you know. But I never considered, and again, talk about my push-through mentality, I never considered how they would feel um, towards me that they, that I have had 40 plus years to live this, sort through this, how I feel about it, heal from it, but, but they're hearing it for the first time. So, you know, my uncle called me like in tears, like I, you know, I didn't know, and I'm so sorry. And I, I mean, and I was like, it's fine. It's like, and, and I had this, but my friend actually, my talking to my best friend, she was like, you have to, you have to give them time to process what, what you're unpacking here. You've had all the time in the world. This is, you know, you, you gotta give them a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And no, that's, I that's the part I didn't anticipate. You know, uh, I just, I just didn't. And, and it's, and this is why, you know, again, being just responsible with how you're going about doing things, being sensitive to how other people are going to receive it. People who care about you and love you yeah. are putting themselves back now, thinking back, you know, to this time when this was happening. Where was I? Could I, is there anything I could have done? Is there anything I could was have done? Was there any you know signs? I mean? all, all of that, right? It's, yeah. you're, it, you're forcing everyone who knows you, who reads it to relive it and put themselves back in the moment. And that in itself is, is hard, you know? I didn't anticipate that part. So Chilla, let me, let me come back to you and let's unpack sure. that a little bit, especially because you've said a couple of times the push through mentality that you have. I'm yes. curious one to know how much of a challenge is it or has it been for you to learn how to pause, to not push? <laughs> so here, Charlotte. <laughs> Oh man, I, I have to catch myself daily to, mm. <laughs> to not keep like, so our, um, you know, our, our community, our culture is built on backbone strong, and, right? strong. and yeah. resilience, right? You got to be strong. We are strong black women. And that is how I was raised by an army. Of uh -huh. strong black women, you know, you get knocked down, you pick yourself back up, you dust yourself off, girl. Come on, we got to keep it moving. You never let them see you sweat. I am woman, hear me roar. This is who yes, I yes. am, right? So as far as far as I'm concerned, that's 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 my my superpower. I right. thought, right? Um, you know, until it starts to play out into areas of your life where you realize that you're untouchable 
and you're not able to, people can't really touch you. People can't really feel you. People can't really experience all of who you are because you're so busy pushing past the moment, how you feel, not dealing with things, you know, but for me, what I learned about myself is that's the way that we keep it nice and neat. We keep it safe and we keep, nobody gets hurt. Okay. Let's almost keep it like, we don't have to, and my, even my, even my kids, like in my house, like you get a day. Okay. You get a day to sit around in your drawers and eat, and eat ice cream <laughs> out the carton and watch Netflix and the woe is me. And, you know, I'm gonna leave you alone for 24 hours. You get a day. Okay. And then they know the next day. Okay. What are we doing? What's your plan? Oh. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're healed in a day. It means like, like, you know, even going back to the Bible, like you can't sit in your ashes. I do believe that, you know, God gives us beauty for ashes. If we are willing to surrender the ashes, you can't sit yeah. in your ashes. But that doesn't mean you can't feel what the ashes brought you. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the part where I have to continue, continuously give myself permission to feel what I'm feeling and know that it's okay. I don't have to just push past what, you know, the moment or the emotion. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I have Absolutely. a mentor that says, uh, allow life to touch you, but don't get stuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I, to I totally get that. Um, wow. Anybody else want to jump in? Before I jump in, Shari, I also I wanna just, wanna... Oh, oh, wait, let me just say this. I wanted to just point this out and just spin back to what you had said about how it can be triggers, right? Um, we experienced that in the process. We had um, three other women yeah. um, in the process and writing their story and reliving their story generated those triggers that could not bring them to the end. Um, and all along, you're thinking like, what did I do wrong? But when you really right. sit down and you process it, it is something that is still fresh, right? And when it's still fresh, you don't really want to deal with it. You know that it's there, but I'd rather just push it to the side for now. You know, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so those were some of the triggers, you know, that we had to deal with in the process. And I just wanted to share that. And I'll give it over to Inez now. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to share, you're absolutely right. Because um, even with me, with being a therapist and my mom um, finding out or hearing from other people that this is, there was a book coming out that I was um, called Adult in My Childhood Pain and I was a part of the book. Um, even though I was a therapist in this book, I still had childhood where I went through things. So I think that kind of like triggered some feelings even in my mom, not knowing what the book, you know, not knowing my role in the book. You know, and that kind of like went to, um, you know, I kind of got very emotional, you know, with um, with my mom because there was miscommunication, you know, and she didn't know that I was doing the role as a therapist and not one of the women that was sharing their background. So like Totisha said, also, like it triggered feelings in people who was around when things had happened or people who could have helped you or saved you yeah. or you know, or saw that, you know, so it was feelings all over the place. Right. And one thing, one, one thing about this book, I believe that it's like a me too. It's like, you're not alone. So when the people pick up the book and they see it, like I got my first client for my new agency that I just opened up through this book yeah. because I went to an event and she was there and the commentator at the uh, event was announcing the book and said, wow, this seems like a a book like you could just snuggle up and it's raining and under your covers and like he didn't have no idea what the book was about but he just yeah. you know so when she walked back there she was literally shaking after I told her what the book was about and when I told her that then she got the book 
And then she became a client at my agency. She was like, I never told anybody anything that ever happened. And it had been happening for years to me. And she said, that was God telling me I needed to open my mouth. I needed to say something. So like I said, this book is letting people know that you're not by yourself. This just didn't happen to you. And it makes a person feel better about going through these type of traumas like this, knowing that they're not alone. What about the lady at the pizza parlor, Ness? Oh, yeah. Same thing with the lady (laughs) at the pizza parlor. It was our spirit. I really truly believe like our energy, they was just feeling it, the energy and Man, when the lady at the piece of power looked at the book, she said, oh my God, God must have sent you in here. God, I know God sent you in here. Like, mm-hmm. so we're not alone. And that's the good thing. You and you don't have to heal alone either. Yeah. You know, so woo, we was just you talking about being at the right time, at the right place. Oh my goodness. It was very powerful. It, it, this was a very powerful meetup for all of us meeting for the first time. Yeah. It was yeah. very, very inspirational to me. And for me, my um my inbox, I tell the ladies all the time, you know, when we talk about this book and we come together and we talk and people hear us, um, my messenger, it, it, it blows up where people are still saying, thank you for being a voice because I'm still scared. Or, you know, just, just so many different things that come through the DM. Like people say that they want to talk, but they yeah. don't have the courage to pull the muzzle off. Right, into- right. And, and it, it's just amazing. It just blows my mind, you know, and it is definitely, it's turning into a series um, by way of Inez. Like she has tons of people who want to come in. So if there's anyone listening, definitely call, contact us. Uh, we're doing a series with the book because there's so many people that are spinning off from this book that say, hey, I have a voice and I want to share my story too. So, you yeah. know, we're glad that we're encouraging the healing because that's what it's all about. It's about the healing. You know, and even if you don't want to be public with it, we do journaling, you know, yeah. journaling, yeah. share your feelings. You just need to be able to release it. Yeah. Um, and that's truly yeah. what we want. We want to create a platform where they can just release and be free because there's nothing about being psychologically incarcerated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we're just flowing. I'm going to jump in really, really quickly. Um, Shanae, I see you have a comment. I'm going to come back to you right after this break. Savannah, you're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. We'll be right back with you. 19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines and they are the first step that lets us get back to the things we miss most, like spreading the word without spreading concern. Girls tripping instead of solo sipping and talking smack with the side of mac and cheese. It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you own a small business? Do you want to get your message out to a dedicated, loyal, and active audience? Then make WRUU part of your company's marketing strategy. Our listeners aren't just passively listening to us in the background. When your company underwrites with WRUU, you're getting their attention. And you're also supporting Savannah's only community radio station. It's an act of both self-interest and community spirit. Connect your brand with WRUU's passion, spunk, and hyper-local focus by choosing an underwriting package that fits your company's budget. Email underwriting at wruu.org for more information. Thank you. 
And you're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your girl, Sheree Darianne. And today I am on with the fabulous co-authors of Adulting My Childhood Pain. Ladies, you're still on the line with me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> fabulous. Anaz was just telling us about the opportunity to meet up and do something phenomenal as you guys have. I was just thinking about how how I met you beautiful ladies. And that was at a Juneteenth event in Bluffton, South Carolina. You guys are there, you know, sharing your story, selling your books. I ran into you as I was leaving. I think we all were about to leave. Someone said something about right time, right place earlier. And guess what? It happened and now we're here today. It's amazing. I think the time we're living in, uh, most people are certainly more bold with their stories and with their truth. And, you know, it started with talk, you know, wanting to put something together. I heard someone say earlier, everybody knew her, but you didn't know each other. But it's amazing how she has now been used as a vessel. And now you have compiled your stories into a book that's impacting people's lives around the world. That's brilliant. That's absolutely beautiful. And just imagine, just imagine now hindsight being 2020, literally, if you did not decide to share your story, the impact you would not have made, Mm. but you're making that. I say that to encourage you. And I certainly want you to encourage any other aspiring entrepreneurs uh, Todd got ahead of my questions before the break, and she was saying, "There's a whole series coming." I was gonna say, "What's next?" She's like, "It's all." <laughs> can we journal? Oh my God, she got all this stuff for you, Savannah. Don't worry, I am gonna allow them to share their contact information, and of course, tell you where to grab a copy of this book. But before we jump into that, let's jump back into Shanae. You were gonna chime in before the break, my darling. I'm sorry. What are you thinking? Um, Yes. So I wanted to touch on a few things that the other ladies had said about the impact on the other people who played a part in our trauma. And I wanted to say that this is still a very scary thing for me. Like I haven't been able to share the fact that I co-authored a book with very many people in my family. And the reason why is because I am afraid of the lashback from that. Like I've shared with my mother a little, but it went so far beyond her. Yeah. And so many other people were involved. And if you have read the things that will tear tear a child down in the beginning of the book, one of those things is what happens in this house stays in this house. And I think we're, as a culture, we are held to that. Like, you don't tell anybody our business. This Mm -hmm. is our business. And so to put this book out there, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't name names personally or whatever, but to put this story out here, it's like, there are people I can't tell because if they read this book, there's going to be an uproar. I already, if I already felt outcasted as a child. Like the damage that will be done by them reading this book. Right, right. And, I, and although I've come to accept it, I just know that everybody isn't ready. Everybody isn't willing to put their own pride to the side and say, okay, 
you know, this happened and how can we get past this? How can we do better? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you loud and clear. And first of all, I want, I I just want to give you a virtual hug right now in this space together, collectively. I really want to do that. And I want to share this with you. You're responsible for you and your story. Right. Right. As you were speaking, I was thinking about a former special guest. Uh, It was another anthology. And this young lady actually lives in India, which is a whole different culture. And they are, I mean, it's all about arranged marriages, right? Well, she was being domestically abused in her married relationship with her spouse. And in India, they're totally against divorce. Mm. But she chose to write her story in a American book, U.S. book, U.S.-based anthology to share her story. And she hadn't shared with much of her family at all that she had even filed for divorce. So we were just saying before the break that you are not alone. So Shanae, what I'm saying to you is even in sharing your truth, you're not alone. This is not just a United States issue. This is a global issue. Absolutely. The secrecy, mm-hmm. the need to be strong, all of that stuff, it's not just us. That's probably the most beautiful thing I've realized when I had an opportunity in 2019 to travel to New Delhi, India, is that culture aside, nation aside, country aside, it doesn't, ethnicity aside, pain is pain. Pain does not discriminate. It does not discriminate. So we're going to give you permission to stand in your truth and your power, to not be ashamed of that. I hear you. I love the fact that you could acknowledge the fact that you're fearful and still scared of that. That's okay. That is so okay. But that's how you know how you begin to overcome it when you can look that thing in its face and, and recognize it. Otherwise we live in denial. I was thinking right. about the ostrich, ostrich earlier, the different type of birds, right? It's those people that avoid things. They're rather sweep it under the rug and not deal with it. Put the head in the sand. We're not doing that today. And it's not just us. It's so many people, so many authors now pinning their stories unapologetically. But I understand I'm very sensitive to where you are. Here's the thing. You said it earlier. One day at a time. The person, that outcast that you were, you get better every day. Every day. I'd say breathe through it. Mm -hmm. Take a a good cleansing breath. We'll sigh it. Feel that vibe and keep going, girl. We, your sisters, are super proud of you. Super Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, we are. We love you. And, and I think I said it when I was reading. Although your stories may be different, the pain is the same. Right? That's your yeah. story. It's so true. So don't think it has to be identical to anybody else. It's, it's pain. And it's okay. When I sign these books, you know, because a lot of my friends and family have purchased them. And, and most people who know my writing know that I'm generally a Christian author. So some of them I have yeah. to be like, oh, this ain't no Christian book. This is not what this is. <laughs> this is Jesus is in here, but this is not about Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but, Warning. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, in several of the um, covers, I've had to write the word, you, you, you nailed it when you said raw. I said, this is a little raw. 
you know, just see, you know, I kind of give, got to give that disclaimer because it, it just hits you right out of the gate. And I said, these stories are, some of them are hard to read. You may have to put it down. You may have to take it in doses, but they're necessary. Right. And it reminds me of kind of what, kind of what our country went through last year with really finally facing our racist issues. Yes. You know what I mean? Let's stop looking away. Like George Floyd forced us to look, watch it. You, yes. it's, you can't yes. look away. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's raw. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's necessary because yes. it was that that happened. That was the catalyst for people who never in a million years would have said, what do I need to change about me? Started asking those hard questions. That's what this book is about. You know, it's, you're making me think about when I first started seeing a therapist many years ago, but I remember sitting in her office and at that time, I was still this in my, I think in my 40 year old self, I still was a 12 year old timid in the little girl. And that's who was sitting in her office and I was sharing obviously my story, my truth. And she said to me, she said, Cherie, a terrible people pleaser at the time. Like that was it. That was addicted to people pleasing. And she said to me, she said, Sheree, you have to get comfortable making other people uncomfortable with your truth. And what a hard pill that was to swallow. And I'm still getting better at it. Standing up for myself, speaking those things that are on my heart and mind that are important to me, to others, and being okay with that. Being okay with that. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah, I think potent probably is another word that comes up. You know, I think about um, some Clorox on a black pair of jeans. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow, turn it white. <laughs> Listen, it's transformed, right? It's going to change it. It is going yes. to change it. Right. And the, the truth that you guys are sharing in this book, they'll never be the same again afterward. You're right. No. So, you know, they got PG and... Um, what is the other thing? Rated R? Rated R. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might want to put that on the front of the cover. <laughs> yeah. Would it be rated X? <laughs> rated this is not for the babies. Yeah. X rated. You know, I wanna I, I wanna say this. My daughter had bought a copy, right? And she had no idea what the book was about. I still explained to her like it was about, you know, the thing. And I explained, but not I didn't get um explicit. But my right. grandson, my grandson was so proud that I have, I was a part of a book that um, when they FaceTimed me, he had the book, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and thank God he just went to find my face or my look for a picture. And then he started saying, oh, I'm so proud of you, grandma. My grandma wrote a book. And then he started reading. And the first thing he was like, things not to say to a child. And I told her, take that book from him because <laughs> I know what's in that book and I said he was like grandma what I said take that book and she had no idea either so right, I didn't right. really get to let her know how explicit it was but I Thank said you. take that he was just so happy you know like his right. grandma yeah. wrote a book yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. but I yeah. she, it was on FaceTime he had the book right in his face he was just reading those things right there and I said get that book from him right now <laughs> <laughs> that book you know what I'm saying I was like oh my goodness because it's, it's that deep but it's this even when we sell deep. the book, even when we sell the book, like, you know, if we see children, we say, I think we even told you, you know, don't let that kid read don't that book, you know, don't put that yeah. book down by the kid, 
Yeah, because I think, um, remember when we was on a boat, Shana? We was on a boat, and um, yes. the little girl wanted to read the book. She and she yes. took the book she out took, her mother bag. She took the book from her. Took, she took the book from her mother and put it in her bag. I said, "Oh my God, no!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. even with my, even with my older children, because I, you know, I have teenagers and grown-ups and everything. Right. But even with them, they were not ready. And I've always been very open and very candid with them about the things that I've been through in life or whatever. And I guess, you know, when our parents are talking to us, you're like, yeah, right. You know, that yeah, ain't happened. Right. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh. But seeing it in the book like every one of them was just angry <laughs> like every mm-hmm. one of them was just angry with all this stuff that was going on with me and you know I'm like yes like it was very real <laughs> like I've always told you guys that you know this was but they none of them could actually read the book right I like none of them no, I totally get it. You know, but I'm, I often think about, uh, we were talking about my glasses earlier, and I think about the different lens that we see life through. I remember Lisa Nichols, you, you guys probably know Lisa Nichols, Motivating the Masses. She's awesome. She said, you know, we put our people, our relationships in different categories, and we can't expect to get from our coworkers the same thing that we get from our family right? Or our friends, so forth and so on. And I started understanding it because we, in our society, everybody has a label. And I think it's just for us to heal properly, it has a lot to do with expectations. What type of expectations are we putting on different people for what's happening in our life? And right, because you don't know how someone else is going to perceive something. And I don't think we really fully think through that in the beginning. It, we want to heal so bad, we'll take, you know, by whatever measures necessary, we'll heal. But we're not thinking about the ramifications that particularly comes with that. I've learned as an author, I want to go round robin, if that's okay. I want you guys to say whatever's on your heart, speak to those that are listening, something special that you want to leave with our listening audience. And then any tips that you have for aspiring entrepreneur regarding you know, giving themselves permission. I love someone said that earlier to tell their truth, but also to being responsible with the delivery of that truth. Anybody can jump in. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, one of the things that I just want to really leave with the audience today is that um, you deserve the opportunity to heal. Don't let anyone keep telling you to just push through it. And it's okay to understand you have to go backwards before you can go forward. There's no such way as I'm going to start here and heal. You have to. I mean, I want to put emphasis on it. You have to go backwards in order to go forward, to fully heal and be the true authentic you and to live in your true purpose in life. Because other than that, we're just operating mechanically. We're just doing things, you know, just repetitive nature. And, and I want everyone to be able to be the authentic them um, and just heal, just heal because we've all been through something, no matter how minute it is, address it. Love it. I will say, I think this applies to both of your asks, both to kind of sum things up and to speak to those who may have entrepreneurial aspirations or, or whatever your aspirations are. 
as a coach, I have two scriptures that kind of anchor where I teach from. And the first is let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. We all have this light, right? And that's really what this book is about is each one of us shining our light in our own way, in a way that goes beyond us and impacts other people. But the other scripture is hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And I believe as little girls, we have this hope, we have this innocence about us. We have ways that we dream. We have things that we aspire to be when we grow up. And then life happens. Sometimes life is thrust upon us. Sometimes we impose things upon ourselves, but sooner or later, those hopes sometimes die down. I call it a flame. Um, that flame can, can get seemingly snuffed out. And we just have to allow some fresh wind to come in and ignite, reignite that flame. And when we connect with the things that we reconnect with the things that our hearts desire, it blossoms up, something blossoms up inside of us. And as women, because we're nurturers, it touches everybody around us. So when we allow ourselves to heal, we allow ourselves to be made whole. When we allow ourselves to be the fullest expression of ourselves, everybody around us is better. So that's, that's my word. Wow. Um, I would just like to leave um, the listeners with every day, like I said, is a new day. And every day you open your eyes, whatever power that you feel like you've lost, there's a chance to reclaim that power back. Not letting anybody have power over your life because your life is your life. And I mean, personal, you know, in personal relationships and also in your spiritual relationships. Just knowing that every day you wake up, the victory is yours that day. And it is for it, that day is for you to do what you need to do to be a better you. For people who aspire to be entrepreneurs, much like myself, I'm going to say thank you to my sister Aisha who told me this because we make a lot of excuses not to do things. But she said, you wake up every day and you say, not today. And every time somebody put an obstacle in your way, you say, not today, because today I'm going to be great. <laughs> And that is just what I wanted to leave the audience with. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Shanae. I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, just to kind of piggyback on that a little bit, you know, I truly believe that we are born here to be great, right? All of us. We all have talents, abilities, skills inside of us that we use to be great, to be authentically who we are. Um, just to experience a certain level of happiness. And something happens when you become an adult. Something wonderful happens. You can now make decisions for yourself, right? You're not left to be you know, told what to do. You can make decisions to be happy, to seek happiness, to do those things that grant that level of happiness for you. Um, so what I would encourage anyone listening to do is whatever it is that truly defines your happiness, right? Go after it whether it's starting that business, whether it's developing a better relationship with your parents, your children, your significant other, go after that happiness because that is your right to be happy. That is your right to be happy. It is your right to be fulfilled. It is your right to be loved. It is your right to love yourself. Um, so it starts today, as Shanae's indicating, um, every day is a new day. Seek happiness, seek love, seek self-love and do whatever is necessary to make sure you obtain that for yourself. 
Annette? I would like to say for the listening audience, whatever you're going through, you cannot get over it without going through it. Without getting to the other side, you will not get to the other side. There's no way around it. You have to go through it. You have to go through. So to get over it, you have to go through it, right? And I just want to say that the joy is in the journey. The joy is in the journey and the journey must continue, you know? And for us, it's the journey of life. You know, it's the journey of life. But just remember the joy is in the journey because when you overcome and you get to the other side, it's more beautiful on the other side that, yeah, we share our pain with each other, but we also share how we've gotten to the other side and how we overcome these. And we are still standing. We are still standing, right? Looking beautiful, beautiful. And we still standing. We don't look like what we went through. You understand what I'm saying? So I just want to leave that. And for any entrepreneurs, don't let nobody tell you, you can't be what you want to be. It's not over until we're gone. Right. And whatever. And if you, and if you fall down, brush yourself up, Brush yourself off and start all over again. Yeah. You you have give yourself permission to keep starting over if that's what it's gonna take. That's what I want to let them know that. Awesome job. I want to say this so bad. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Savannah. <laughs> out to these ladies, grab a hold of this book. Check out their website, adult in the letter N, adult in mychildhoodpain.com. Thank you, ladies. You are fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And that's thank another you. episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. And until next week, Savannah, take care.